I love popcorn and I believe it should be eaten with one's whole heart and one's whole hand. Welcome back to Petty Crimes, a true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non-crimes. <laughs> My name is Griff. Hello, I'm Kira. Kira. <laughs> I miss you. Griff, I miss you. Oh my I gosh. Mi- I know it's been, it, we've only been apart like like two weeks physically now, right? Yeah. But it feels like, for me, it feels like a year. I don't know how you're feeling. I don't know yeah. how much you love me, but. I, it's, I think it's been three weeks. I miss you so much. And look at my foot. What am I wearing? Oh my gosh. Everyone, she's wearing her Crocs. Can I say, if you're ever going to live in a hotel for an extended period of time, <laughs> get yourself a pair of Crocs. I've never been more grateful to have a, sh- a shoe. Oh, my gosh. That is music to my ears. Yes. I mean, like, uh, I definitely wear them outside of a hotel room. I think we all know that at this <laughs> point. But no, I mean, once you start wearing Crocs, once you get over the, like, perceived embarrassing exactly. aspect of them, they the become stigma. so functional. The stigma. The Crocs stigma. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that my little gift is giving you some functionality and joy. Hashtag destigmatize Crocs. <laughs> yeah, let's put that at the top of our list for uh, Petty Crimes political initiatives. <laughs> at, at this you, point, it, it already is. Um, I'm good. LA is not – nothing's nothing's new here. I mean, Halloween, like I said, last episode's right around the corner. If not anything, we're closer to it now. Works good. Friends are good. I've got my costumes figured out. Oh, speaking of Crocs, I bought, I think the listeners are going to like this. I finally bought my first ever gibbet. Mm-hmm. And it's for my Halloween costume. I'm not going to say what it is on air. I'll post Come it to on. the Instagram. I, w- I want to see if the uh, our uh, fans can figure out what I'm piecing together as a costume. Oh, cute. Because it's very like, I will give a hint that it's very social media-y. It kind of was a big thing this year. Social when, media. I bet once you see the gibbet, you'll you'll be able to guess it. And I bet our, uh, I bet some of our followers will too. Are you going to be the Twitter bird? <laughs> no, that's funny though. <laughs> just going around, just spreading like just one liners all night at the party, <laughs> screaming at people. You're like, you're like my um, daddy's Elon Musk. Or, <laughs> I don't think he owns Twitter yet, but <laughs> not yet. Um, and how are you, Kira? I mean, how's how's New York? I'm good. I'm wedding planning. I'm apartment hunting and I'm writing for a television show. And it is all a lot, but it's also all my dream. And I've never looked more tired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like it's a cost benefit. Like you have to sacrifice something for all the things on your plate. And holy shit, what a plate you have. It's we're so proud of you. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm I can't wait to hear more. I'm so happy and I miss you and I can't wait to visit you and I can't wait for you to visit me. I actually might be trying to come that way sometime in early November. So we'll have to, it's so weird to say we'll have to like touch base. It, it, I'm so not used to you being like down the street for me, um, but we'll have to coordinate that because I would love to see you in your hotel room. <laughs> you have to come to an after party. I would love that. You, I would ha- love that. you simply have to. You would succeed in that environment. Yeah, I would be like, um... Is Amy Poehler still here? (laughs) (laughs) No, that'd be. If somebody were to put like a Fitbit on me at these after parties, they'd be like, this girl's getting a lot of steps. Seems like she's (laughs) walking in circles a lot. (laughs) Yeah, you're walking in the right circles, girl. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, I'm so glad to hear everything's going well. This feels so weird. I mean, we've done this once before. We're recording remotely for uh, our second time ever. And this is our new normal. And I think we're going to give our listeners the exact amount of quality and fun and pettiness that they expect from us. Right? Yes, I yeah. certainly hope so. And I'm presenting <laughs> today's crime. It is um, in Griff's wheelhouse, I will say, because Griff, <gasps> is it fair to call you a cinephile? Ooh, that's a really good question. In that I love movies and I love going to the theater. I don't have a huge depth of like movie like knowledge. Uh, so we'll say yes. I'm I, I fucking love movies. I mean, mm. I'm out here doing what I'm doing because of that. But yeah, so let's say yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, today's crime takes place in a movieplex, and so who better to deliberate? I'll just get right into it. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go to the movie theaters. <clears throat> Hi, Kira. Hi, Griff. Big fan of the pod, which I should say, if you are a big fan of the pod, please uh, like and subscribe and rate yes. the podcast on Apple and Spotify and post about it on your Instagram stories and tell all of your friends because this is a secret podcast, but we also want to grow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Rate and review, please. We want to, uh, we want to start making money for our production team. <laughs> yeah. That, honestly, that would be huge. That's, yeah. tr- transparently, that is our one goal. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we're very focused on it. We love them. Sick Bird Production. Follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, here's our crime. Okay. Keep up the great work. is awesome. Thank you. Thank Last you. weekend, I had an experience that I thought is perfect for both of you to weigh in on. Okay? So this crime is hot off the press. Ooh. It's steamy. As this involves only me and strangers whose names I do not know, I don't have (laughs) to change their names. And I don't mind if you use my real name. Cool. Oh, perfect. Okay. So the crime that Jill submitted. My BF. Yeah, Jill. Hi, Jill. Thank you. Hi, Jill. My BF was away for a week. So on the Friday evening after work, I took myself to see Don't Worry Darling. Just. (gasps) mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that, we could have a full episode on that film, let me tell you, but I'll let you continue. Griff, Griff is already all in. Oh my God, De- yeah, all Despite in. the discourse around this movie, which is a crime in itself and would never have been a thing if it were a male director allegedly butting heads with a male actor, mm. I was looking forward to seeing it. Um, I'll stop there and just... That's not part of Jill's crime, but she she put out a, a hot take. Griff, any thoughts on that? Oh, totally. I mean, yeah, that's a hot take. Uh, I've I've watched Olivia Wilde, I think, on Colbert address that. She had mentioned that a lot of what is circling or had been circling around her project was very specific to her gender as a leader on the film um, and that it wouldn't be happening, like Jill said, with her male counterparts. I will, and I fully, fully support that um, and I, I do my best to help it from my end. But having seen the movie, I also kind of now understand some of the some of what was circling around it. It was the film itself was really interesting to watch or to finish, I should say. And it's just hard to know what actually is happening on these sets unless you're on them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I totally hear that. A lot of this would be a lot less exciting if I don't know some male was directing it. I get that. I, I would uh, agree with her point that, like, male director allegedly butting heads with a male actor would mm-hmm. have gotten less 
would have been less criticized. But she started a romantic relationship with one of Mm -hmm. her co-stars in an already very loaded film. I don't, I think that that's on, that would be on anybody regardless of gender. Yep, for sure. I mean, that is, that's a good point. She, uh, and watching it too, like I, uh, we, I can't go on this tangent because it'll take up all of our 30 minutes, but (laughs) truly when you watch, when you watch the film, you see a different focus on Harry Styles. And honestly, with the skills that he's bringing to the table, the focus shouldn't be there. So it's hard not to read into that romantic situation in their final product. And then also like pairing that with just the media frenzy they both caused from doing that. It's, I'll, I'll leave it at this. It's a fascinating film. Watch it because it itself is an interesting thing to look at story-wise, but it also all the fanfare that surrounded it. You just, you can't help but wonder if this was a little bit more of a PR strategy because the, mm-hmm. the film for me was not good. I'll say it. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean- yep. They got a lot of buzz. They got so much. And they got me, and I'm sure Jill, like, excited to see it because of that. Like, I can't say that I went just to see Harry, just to see uh, the other leads. I mean, Florence, I would go see anything. She's literal magic on screen. But I, I, I got my ticket because I was like, I want to see what the hype's about. So yeah, they, they won. They won. Absolute. Um, so if you, I don't know, if you want to listen to the, in our, um, our four hour long episode where we break down, don't worry, darling. Um, it, it, that, that'll be on our Patreon. <laughs> Honestly, Kira, I would, I would, I would do that. Like <laughs> we could get the nitty gritty of it. <laughs> okay. So Jill's at the movies alone. Boyfriend's out of town. We love this for you, Jill. That's a cool move. Go to the, go to the movies alone. Do it all the time. I love that. The cinema was pretty packed. There was a couple to the left of me, and midway through the trailers, a group arrived. There was one empty seat beside me, then two girls, and then the rest of their group were in the row behind. Okay. So basically, a lot of people there, couple nearby, some young gals right next to her on the other side, and then Mm -hmm. the rest of their group. You know how, like, middle schoolers love, like, traveling in packs to the movie theater so they can like yes. oh, you know God. kiss each other and like touch each other's laps and stuff and in a, yeah i'm starting to already get anxious because you get you see who you're sitting next to and you're you know you're making judgments which you shouldn't do but we're human um <laughs> as to like who's going to be placid during the movie who's going to be loud if a group of we'll say like seven middle schoolers sat down next to me <laughs> at a theater i would start like scratching my legs out of discomfort <laughs> But I do love that Jill, I I just mentioned it quickly, like, I love that Jill's going by herself. I do that as my own therapy. I started doing it at uh, Boston College. I go to the Coolidge Corner Theater just to detox from being social and in school. So I I love that experience. And I think Jill and I could be good friends. Maybe one day we'll go to the movies together, Jill and me. Well, maybe maybe you can if you don't commit any of the aforementioned crimes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll well, see. not not aforementioned, I guess. About to be mentioned. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, yep. <laughs> okay, okay. I can only imagine the girl sitting closest to me was on a dare to be the most obnoxious cinema goer because I cannot comprehend how anyone would behave this way otherwise. An outline of her petty criminal actions below. Oh no! <laughs> she put her popcorn in the empty seat between us but placed it closer to me. During very tense and quiet scenes, all I could hear was her little hand rustling (gasps) in the bag of popcorn. Whoa, howdy-do. That sounds familiar. (laughs) 
Does that remind uh, the listeners of any story I've told prior to this at all involving uh, a very well-known up-and-coming writer for a show? Does this uh I'm an obnoxious bit. popcorn eater. <laughs> I love popcorn, and I believe it should be eaten with one one's whole heart and one's whole hand. <laughs> yeah, you have fistfuls of popcorn. Okay, so she's placed it in the seat between them, but like, <laughs> this is very petty, like on the the half side of the seat that's closer to Jill. <laughs> Neglig- I would say I say that's negligible, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, placing it there, yes. If if she's like keeping it there and reaching in. What, if she's not moving it to her lap to reach in, oh, you don't think it's that big of a deal? No. <laughs> of course you don't. <laughs> I, I guess like the distance between that seat between them and the other person's lap isn't that much of a difference. So like the sound the popcorn's going to be making, uh, pretty equitable from both places. So mm-hmm. okay, okay, I will. I'll back off. Uh, we can <laughs> overlook that. But we're not done. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> and that's the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, listeners. <laughs> Could you imagine this? This podcast is investigating the tiniest crimes. <laughs> we should go like micro petty crimes at some point. We should. Okay. The little middle schooler was also chewing and crunching on her popcorn with her mouth open. Oh my god, I hate that so much. I don't get a bad manners. We talked. We had an episode about. Pet peeves. Oh, that was the last movie uh, episode we did. Yes, um, it was. Where our, our offender was lying to his in-laws about having seen movies just to avoid being forced to watch them. I, I don't care if you have popcorn. Fish it out quietly, please. And then also don't throw it into your mouth from like four feet away from your face. And then chomp with your mouth open. And don't do it during the quiet parts of the movie or the tense parts of the movie. I've, I've mm-hmm. seen so many people, they can't handle the anxiety of like a scary movie or something tense in a drama. And so they'll look to eat something because they want to like calm down. But the food they give us is so loud. I feel mm-hmm. this. I'm being triggered. We should have had a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode for me. A trigger warning for people that are just sensitive to popcorn mouth eaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a specific trigger warning. Mm-hmm. But I'm a specific boy. Okay, we're not done. Every sip of her drink, the middle schooler would pick up her cup, which had ice, and shake it before drinking. Obnoxious. Wait, this person is... Okay. We're not done. Oh, my God. We're not done. The middle schooler talked to her friend on and off throughout all of Don't Worry Darling. At times when talking, if it was about the movie, she would point at the screen and wave her hand around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she doesn't realize it's just a moving picture. <laughs> She's never seen a movie before. Oh, okay. She can't believe the technology. Oh, maybe she's from the country like me. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. she grew up on a farm. She thinks her friends are on the screen. There's a real people, <laughs> right, Ma? <laughs> okay, so she's like interacting with the like pictures on the screen or at least reacting very physically and very exaggeratively. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also distracting for someone sitting next to her. <laughs> During the few dance scenes, she started oh. dancing along in her chair. Oh, my God. And she was also on her phone throughout the movie. Not the whole time, but a few times. Yeah, enough that it pops up. Breaking those things down, A, the dance scene. I know which one she's talking about. Where Harry Styles is on stage uh, and Florence Pugh's character is having, like, 
a, the biggest realization of the movie. Yeah. It's the weirdest fucking scene. And watching him dance like a, I mean, I get what they meant, but like it's, that for me is criminal. That scene is criminal. <laughs> and then what did, what did, oh, she's on her phone. It's mm-hmm. so distracting in that purposefully dark room when something so bright as an iPhone screen lights up sporadically throughout the movie. It just sucks you right out of the movie, sucks you right out of the story. Should probably stop saying sucks you. It takes <laughs> just, you right out of it. <laughs> it sucks you. It sucks you right off your environment. It sucks you. I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. No, it, it is just, it's so disrespectful. It's the epitome of like, A, put your phone down for an hour. You can survive without it. I guess for this film, it's two hours. And then B, have some awareness of your fucking space. Like the popcorn, the ice in the drink, this phone, it just, there's a clear lack of awareness from this middle schooler, which makes sense because she's a middle schooler. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's also, it's always, when I see people on their phones in movie theaters, I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, we really do be addicted to our phones because yes. you are actively being stimulated by a mm-hmm. very large screen and you need your other screen. It's like, it's a little freaky, huh? I completely agree. It's the same as like when I, I have my buddy come over for Game of Thrones or House of Dragon. And I am a I like just putting my screen down. Again, it's an hour. Put your phone down. Watch the thing that's purposefully stimulating you. And just try to live in that moment for a little bit. We are fully addicted. It's, it is really sad to see. Not only does it really anger me because it affects my ability to enjoy the, the show. It's also just sad because it's like, bro, you can't focus for just a little bit on this purposely made product to get your focus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, are, we're hopeless. Our society's <sighs> crumbling. Uh, we're hopeless. Wait, hold on. Uh, I just need to check my phone quickly. <laughs> okay. So oh. now the situation in the theaters is going to reach its head. Jill reaches her breaking point and she <laughs> asks the middle schooler, please stop talking. At which point she realizes they were about 14 and they did stop <laughs> talking. But that did not stop her from doing everything else. And I will say, I give the middle schoolers some credit. When you ask oh. the middle schoolers to top to stop talking and they actually do stop talking, I'm like, well, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can listen to direction, point on their side. You know what's funny too? I don't know how old Jill is, but like if I were, I would very much like Jill say something if it got to that point where it was just my, you know, I get to my breaking point in the theater which yeah. is probably a lot earlier than most people's. Um, <laughs> I forget, like, I'm not, I'm 30 years old. I'm an adult man. And so this person's half my age. So if I turn around and say something kind of sternly or harshly, this middle schooler is probably going to listen to the adult kind of scolding them. And yeah. I forget that I'm not like a college age kid or in like my late teens. Like yeah. there's a big gap between them and me. And it's like, I have the authority here. Um, totally. So go for it, Jill. I wonder... Wonder how that oh if they stopped, so she did it. Yeah, I mean if something's if something's bothering you and you can just I yeah, just say something. <laughs> yeah, good say good something. idea, Jill. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't like yeah. suffer in silence. Well, we've had people and again, like our uh two crimes ago for our spa day or massage crime. Yes. She didn't say anything. And we yeah. ruled her oh, we won't spoil it for people who <laughs> haven't listened yet. Remember when we used to do that, when we used to sign on to every episode and be like, on last week's episode, this is what we did. People miss it. Some people miss it. But then some people are like, I've listened to, I've been listening to the episodes in reverse order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's hard to please everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We're doing our best. Um, But no, I'm glad Jill said something because we've had a few cases where people don't find the courage or aren't broken enough, I guess, to like 
<laughs> speak their truth and their frustration. So good for you, Jill. Yeah. So they stop talking, but there are a handful of scenes in which Mr. Styles doesn't look as suave as he normally does, which elicited a loud ew from the group of middle schoolers. <laughs> oh, I forgot that these these are probably his like biggest part of his biggest fan base. They're middle school girls. They are the reason he is in this movie. Oh my god. Interesting. Because teens go to movies <laughs> and that's the reason he's in it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. We'll have to, I'll have to factor that into my deliberation because maybe Olivia Wilde's guilty for bringing him in, uh, which we've talked about a little bit. But uh, yeah, there were definitely points where, oh God, well, if you've seen the movie, this makes sense. There's a point where he doesn't look great towards the end. I wasn't cringing because he looked bad. Like people are allowed to look bad. It's okay if we're not like always done up and looking good. Yeah. We're human. But I was cringing and having that kind of same reaction to the to the reason why he was looking bad. So uh, her screaming you at the screen. Well, I'll save my ruling for when we get to that, but I kind of understand that. <laughs> it's a really bad choice. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Ooh. Wow. This is good because you've seen the movie. So you're like, you are, you're able to contextualize everything. Yes, totally. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm getting excited for the verdicts. We're nearly there. Nearly Ooh. there. When the movie ended, no spoilers, but it kind of ends at the peak of a climb, attention climax, um, yep. which I think is fair. It's that's just uh, the way it, like stories work. So I hope that's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, hope I hope that's not a spoiler for anybody. <laughs> yeah. The screen went dark, and one of the boys right behind me shouted, "Well, that was shit." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. And then just as a fun aside, the couple to the left on their way out of the movie, the woman goes, I really want to see that again. And the man goes, I did not get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So Jill <laughs> asks was... us. What do you say? So Jill asks us, who's the criminal here? Oh, yeah. Me for having high standards for cinema attendees. The girls beside me. Harry Styles for being in this movie. <laughs> the boyfriend who didn't get it when it was pretty dang clear what Olivia Wilde was trying to say. Um, or somebody else. Interesting. XOXO, Jill. Okay, well, let's check through those because I've got thoughts and I want to hear what your thoughts are too on, on the people involved here. Let's start with Harry Styles because he's not related to the action in the theater, but I know you've got thoughts. Is I Harry Styles thoughts. guilty of a petty crime? Oh, God. I feel like Harry Styles' team is guilty for a petty crime. And here's why. I'm going to try to be as brief as possible because I can get really long-winded with this. I've been working very hard on building out my comfortability and my technique in front of the camera as an actor. And I think we've seen cases of people who come to fame very early in their age transition into, especially pop stars, transition into film. Sometimes that's great. A Lady Gaga in A Star is Born, remarkable. She's a different type of person. She had roots in the theater. Let's not go do, uh, down that rabbit hole, I suppose. She did it well. For someone like Harry Styles, who came to fame in a boy band group where there were dozens of people always telling him how to act, how to dress, how to talk, who to talk to, He's not had time enough to figure out who he is by himself, which I think lends itself very well 
to what you do as an actor. And so when you go literally like during filming, he was going from set of this film to playing stadiums. And so I just don't think where he's come from, his inability to kind of understand who he is because he's never had the time to do that. And then just the the other kind of intricacies that we've talked about with this film, <laughs> him dating the director, I just don't think he was right for that role. I know that he replaced someone. For those who don't know, he replaced Shia LaBeouf, who is a phenomenal actor. He's cuckoo, but he's a phenomenal actor. And then opposite of Florence Pugh, you just, his talent could not hold his punch. And so I find his team guilty for encouraging him to be in a role that big instead of scaling him in supporting roles to eventually get to a role that big. Mm. Period. Period. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, those are my thoughts. The team he is guilty. Looked, he looked amazing. Obviously, in the scene that the girl said you about, he has a transformation of look in the film. Harry Styles looks amazing on camera. So, like, what he was doing serving looks and, like, being the stoic husband – he looked amazing, but as soon as the the script required some emotion and some mm. conveying of that emotion, uh, what an actor does, he, <laughs> for me it fell flat because I just don't think he's done that authentically in the world he's come from. So I enjoyed watching him physically. I did not enjoy listening to him. Mm. I think that sounds like a fair and measured response. I haven't seen it, so you won't hear shit from me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get canceled. This team's gonna like find me and like waterboard me or something. <laughs> I, I would say in general, you won't be hearing too many hot takes about A-list celebrities from me from now on. <laughs> Very smart. Let me handle that, Kira. And if I ever visit you and they're there, they're gonna. And not that they're listening to this, but no, I'm happy to give them. And it's, I mean, I think he's very talented with what he does. I just think he overstepped the line or his ability to do something. Yeah. And it, Fair. It's, but to that point, also, like, that girl, that middle school girl's purchased a ticket to see Harry, which helps the film. Um, and so the strategy of having a pop star in a film is very beneficial financially. So. Yes. But I'll stick with that. I think um, I, I'm ruling guilty. Harry Styles is guilty for being in <laughs> Don't Worry, Darling. Yeah. Although I, I think you're saying that the wrong party is guilty. I don't think it's his team's fault. I think ultimately it's the director's choice to cast him and the executive oh, producer's choice yeah. to cast him. Yeah. So if somebody's guilty for a decision made, it's it's the Don't Worry, Darling team. Mm, that's all, all right. I accept that um, uh, amendment and I will say, yeah. Let's uh, let's shift the guilt away from his team, who's just trying to make money for Harry and themselves, to maybe the production who thought this would be a good a good replacement for Shia. Mm. I accept that. That also, again, is not my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you did not save me on a raft. I I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm drowning now, here, folks. Okay. <laughs> okay, now let's get to the meat of this. Okay, these yeah. middle schoolers. Just tell me, Griff. Are, are these middle schoolers guilty? Are they not? What's the deal? Oh, my God. I just reached over. You're not sitting next to me, and I just reached over to, like, grab your hand. That was so weird. Oh, that was weird. Oh, um, you're so – that's funny. Um, I have to say, going to the theater, we didn't have this for a year because of quarantine. And mm -hmm. that, for me, was a huge loss. I had been going at least once a week for a long time in my life. I've just gotten back into the habit of that. But when you're choosing not to watch something at home on your couch in a controlled environment and for instead going to a theater for the shared experience of watching a movie with strangers, which to me is one of the best feelings, especially horror, uh, horror movies, 
you have to understand that you're no longer in a space you can fully control. Mm. You're assuming that people have certain etiquette, movie watching, um, etiquette that's grown and learned. Uh, these little fucks are middle schoolers, so they have not, <laughs> they have not yet, like they haven't even graduated high school yet. So they haven't, they obviously have not figured out like how to maybe act appropriately in social situations. They're literally in the years where they're figuring out and being punished for it. So good for Jill for speaking up, but you got to teach these kids. <sighs> oh, shit. I mean, I also wouldn't have act like, acted like that as a middle schooler, but as we all know, I'm an angel. <laughs> oh man, this is tough. I'm gonna say they I'm gonna say yes, they are guilty for the way that they were behaving. Because we still have we still have to get to Jill's feelings of, uh, and her perception of it. So I'm gonna say these middle schoolers are guilty for talking, for being on their phone, for eating loudly, for screaming at the screen. That to me is too much to not rule guilty on. Okay. And how about Jill? Jill is Jill guilty of anything? Yes. Like I said, I don't, I mean, I don't find her guilty for speaking up. I would have done that, but uh, I have to find Jill a little bit guilty for being a little bit sensitive about this environment. Cause like I said, right? Like it's, I hate that it happened to you. I hate that it happens to me. We'll start a support group, Jill, but (laughs) you have to factor in that there could be, it's a, oh, wait a second. This was an R rated movie. Hmm. What are those little middle schoolers doing in there? Anyway, you have to factor in that there might be people that are idiots in the theater. You're totally fine feeling how you feel about <laughs> their antics, but <laughs> I, f- I find you guilty for, I guess, not accepting that risk or assessing it before you went. Wow. Do you, do you feel like there's Jill should have moved or something? Moved her seat? Ooh, yeah. I mean, uh, if she was seeing an opening weekend, I'm sure the theater was packed. I experienced that, but like, you're by yourself, so you're not like moving a group of three of your friends. So yeah, if these people are being annoying, it's a good point, Kira. Find another open seat. It'll be worth, again, we're thankful it didn't happen because we wouldn't have the crime, but <laughs> remove yourself from the situation. Go to a different seat. Mm, mm, mm. And do so, like get up, pick up your silent popcorn, look at them and give them a stink eye before you move. <laughs> you know, they know. Griff at openly advocating for a stink guy. <laughs> it's my platform. Of course, you and I have different opinions on this. Oh, what is your, what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts, I, I, you're seeing two parties that are guilty. I'm seeing no parties that are guilty. <gasps> Kira, can you can you flush that out a little bit for us? How do you know. not find the middle schoolers guilty? They're a bunch of horny little kiddos and they went to the movies and they're talking and an adult asked them to stop and they did. I'm like, good job. That's, that's, you've met my expectation. That's good enough. And then Jill, I'm like, the kids are being annoying. So you ask them to, you politely ask them to stop talking and they did. Great. Great. Everybody did great. No crimes committed. To me, this is just a normal day at the movies. (laughs) I guess I, I mean, I see your point. I agree that like after the correction happened, what, what then you know, was solved was fine. And like everyone was fair and, and, and listening to the adult or the adult saying something to the kids. But I mean, I gotta, I gotta stay on my ground, like leading up to that guilty, 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 guilty. (laughs) (laughs) But like, to me, the popcorn, I'm like, that's okay. That's nothing. You're just eating popcorn the way that I would. Okay. I see nothing there. You're pointing at the screen. You're saying, Mm -hmm. you're dancing along. I'm like, I don't know. 
I do sense that these middle schoolers are performing the act of going mm-hmm. to the movies a little bit, oh, yeah. like for their for the boys that are sitting behind them. Oh yeah, they're, you know they're they're flirting in their seats. But I'm like, I kind of love that. I'm happy for everybody. <laughs> a the physicality of them reacting is very uh, aligned with you because I've been to a, a few horror movies with you, oh, God, and yeah. your your arms are they've got brains of their own. They go in one <laughs> direction. They're hitting me in my face like. You're you're an expressive physical movie watcher, so I understand why you think it's okay. <laughs> I particularly don't like being assaulted while watching a movie. <laughs> That's just me. Um, also, good point though. I mean, they're they're middle schoolers. They're this is like an this is a an excuse for them to be close in a dark area without their parents. Mm-hmm. For me though, and because I've always loved movies, I've always loved and kind of just idolized the experience of movie watching for me. First dates are not going to be at the movie. Cause I'm not paying attention to you. I'm paying attention to the screen. And so I was never a kid that was like, let's go to the movies and like dick around or like make dares of who can run to the screen, touch it and go back to your seat. Like I was there for a purpose. Wow. <laughs> I'm so intense. <laughs> I'm too intense, <laughs> but I, I hear your point. Like they're again, you've got to calibrate for who they are. You got to set your expectations. Like, you're in a theater yeah. with middle schoolers. <laughs> well, all, all's well that ends well, unless you're uh, Harry Styles' character in Don't Worry, Darling. Yeah, that ended. Maybe. Yeah. Granted, I've never seen it. but <laughs> Please I guess, go see it. Like, Yeah, then we can continue this conversation, listeners. Um, oh, yeah. I've, we'll have an actual uh, Patreon episode about it because it's so fascinating. Like, everything about it. I think we should. That sounds fun to me. Yep. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Um, yay. Thanks, Griff. Okay, well, I want to hear what our listeners think. I'm. This was definitely not, we did not agree on this, but Griff's the one in the verdict chair mm-hmm. today. So we've got two crimes on our hands. And I will say, like, a few of the people they were with, leave, I love going to the theater and listening to people's very quick takes as they're leaving. There was, like, a boyfriend of some stranger who was yeah. like, I didn't get it. I also didn't get it. So I don't find him guilty. I, I don't find any of them guilty for expressing how they felt about the film. Like even oh. his girlfriend who was like, I understood what Olivia Wilde's doing. I didn't particularly, but we all consume art differently. Hashtag Absolutely. Van Gogh. Hashtag Van Gogh. Ha- what was the cro- Crocs hashtag? hashtag. Oh, um, <laughs> we were forgetting our policies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh uh, destigmatize Crocs. <laughs> oh yeah. Hashtag destigmatize Crocs. Yay. (laughs) All right, Kira, are you ready for some criminal or minimal? I am ready. Yay. All right, I've got one. Um, I was just recently traveling to SF, so this occurred to me on the plane. Oh, San Francisco. Oh, sorry. In California, we call it SF, but you now live in New York, so I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, criminal or minimal? Not paying attention to the flight attendant as they perform their safety PSA. Uh, minimal? (laughs) Even if you're sitting right in front of them? Uh, I don't know. I've seen that. I've seen the movie before. (laughs) What do you want from me? I guess if you're sitting right in front of her, maybe it would be polite to like kind of watch, but I don't know. Minimal. <laughs> I, cause I mean, I, I agree, but she happened, or actually he happened to be right next to me. And I just felt like if someone's performing on a stage, I want to pay attention, but it's also like, I have seen this movie to use what you said. I've seen this movie 
a mm, hundred times. Mm. <laughs> okay, minimal. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, criminal or minimal? Making out in a movie theater. <laughs> uh, minimal. I'm, I'm I'm not going to again because I'm going to be watching the movie. Um, <laughs> also, I don't I don't feel like I need to pay what is it twenty three dollars now for a ticket to make out with someone. Yeah. Um, but if that's what you got to do to get a little smooch smooch, <laughs> live your life. <laughs> okay. Yay. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, minimal. Yeah, it's your choice. As long as you're not right next to a middle schooler. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a little <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PDA has a limit. All right, criminal or minimal? Um, someone wrote this in. Sorry, I forgot what your name is. Um, criminal or minimal? Parents telling their kids that their pets went somewhere like a farm instead of telling them the truth about the pet dying. Mm, criminal. <gasps> you think you should just tell them that they passed away? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you think it's just better for the, the truth in this case is better? I think... Like pet deaths are a way to like teach children the process of grief on a wow. smaller scale because grief is like an inevitable part of the human experience. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important. And there's a reason why there are deaths in Disney movies uh, and in children's content. It's because it's it's a part of life. I you've won me over. Oh, you, you did your did jury you duty. Were you going to, did you have a different feeling on it? Or did your parents do the whole, like, they've gone out to pasture thing? <laughs> I mean, I live, I remember, I grew up on the farm that people are telling their kids that their, their pets are going to. <laughs> so I think I was introduced to, like, animal death, if that's what it is, pretty early. So um, my quick take was, like, yeah, like, maybe uh, save them the, like, emotional kind of turmoil of their their little family member. Uh, not being here anymore, but you bring up a really good point and one that I was exposed to very early and helped me understand um, or better cope when, for instance, my grandma passed away or mm -hmm. a family friend. Um, I had a I had a building block of understanding that emotion. Um, so I completely agree with your verdict. That's very well said. You must be a writer or something. <laughs> Our right, listeners are like more? too too deep. Boo. Yeah, too deep. <laughs> They're like clicking the fifteen minute fast forward button. Too yeah, quickly. yeah, yeah. 15 um, minute. <laughs> 15 second. Oh, God, could you imagine? <laughs> Somebody's, somebody writes in, they're like, love the pod. I do sometimes hit that 15 minute fast forward button. But other than that, I think the episodes are so good. Some people truly probably do tune, tune in just for our criminal or minimal section. So they could use that button. I hope they um, do. Do you All have right, one more? I do. Yeah. One more. Um, agreeing to go with friends to the midnight premiere of a movie and then promptly falling asleep 20 minutes in. Oh, God. Criminal or minimal. So relevant for the crime we just came out of. And I've talked about my friend Kevin who does this. He'll convince me to watch a movie when we get home from the bars and he'll fall asleep 20 minutes into it. Criminal. I, I find that criminal. Like, commit to wait till the next day. If, if you know you can't fall asleep or you, you know you can't stay awake, wait till the, the morning to see it or the afternoon or earlier next evening. Um... Because it's again, it's an experience. It's it is one thing Kevin and me on like our couches watching, versus like going to the theater and making it kind of a social experience with friends. It'd be like for me, it's like, hey, Kira, you want to go get dinner? Maybe nine p.m. and then you twenty minutes into the dinner falling asleep into <laughs> it's your pasta. Not like that. For me, it is, Kira. It's not like 
like that because me falling asleep in a movie theater isn't it's not hurting anybody and it's not impacting anybody else's experience. It's impacting mine though cuz I I I'm purposely not seeing this movie by myself. Oh. I'm seeing it with you. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I impacting your ability to stare at the screen, not talk to anyone and silently eat your popcorn? So sorry. <laughs> you I I think you are cuz I'm there with you to have a shared experience and if you're sleeping, you're not you're not sharing the experience. My body is there. Well, you didn't invite me over to have a nap session on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your answer, and I know that you're right. But my greatest joy in this life is falling asleep in movie theaters. Oh, my God. Well, I my greatest joy will be keeping you awake. A movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I miss you. I miss you, too. All right, one more? <laughs> yeah, I'll do one more. This one is uh, topical for Halloween and was submitted by Jen. Hi, Jen. Criminal or minimal? Stealing all of the Reese's peanut butter cups from your kids' Halloween take every year to the extent that they've never, ever tasted one because of it. <gasps> Criminal or minimal? <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. Incredible. Criminal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no explanation needed. I, uh, I, I tend to agree. <laughs> Jen, do better, but... Also enjoy that chocolatey peanut butter experience every year. Yeah, you deserve it, but yeah. that's incredibly criminal. <laughs> Those kids' lives are going to be changed when they have their first Reese's peanut butter cup. I can't imagine. <laughs> They're like, I Mommy, can't... where were these all our lives? Yeah. We should have some explaining to do. <laughs> oh, until next week, we're all going to go watch Don't Worry Darling or mm -hmm. and um, stay yeah. petty. Stay petty. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.